Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile. com slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery, who makes sophisticated, elk-free drinks that still have all the taste of a good time. G&T without the tears, whiskey without the wobbles, and other delicious cocktails too. Switching the ritual instead of ditching the ritual is so much easier. Stay in high spirits, keep a clear mind, head to mondaydistillery.com for more. Ash, how stoked are you about our newest podcast sponsor? I am over the moon because I am a passionate and regular drinker of Heaps Normal. Heaps Normal, your favourite not beer? It is very much not a not beer. It is an awesome beer. It doesn't have the alcohol of very extremely low percentage. But I do love me a heaps. I take... um. Every opportunity I can to have one. Yeah, we're very stoked to have Heaps Normal on board. And they really are a beautiful, beautiful beer. And it is very cool and sort of hard to get your head around the fact that being a non-alcoholic beer, you can have one and take the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) And I enjoy doing that. It did look a bit strange the other week (laughs) when we were driving home from Tenterfield and you're driving the van and, you know, smashing a Heaps Whilst you're driving. You know, it's a hot, sunny day. <laughs> it still felt a bit naughty. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it really does taste beautiful. I really love it. So, yeah, we could not be more stoked to have Heaps Normal as sponsors of the show. The legends over there are offering our How I Quit Alcohol community free shipping. Ooh. So all they have to do is go to heapsnormal.com and order up their non-alcoholic beers and put in the code in uppercase H-I-Q-A, and that will get you free shipping on your next case of Heaps Normals. H-I-Q-A, as in how I quit alcohol. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? 
I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room, I'm very excited. I'm joined with a very old friend of mine, Rachel Cotton. Hey, Rach, how are you? Hello, Danny. How are you going? Oh my God. Firstly, we've spoken on Instagram over the last little while, which has been great, but we went to school together in in Castlemaine, Castlemaine, however you want to say it, and we are both fairly heavy trash bags (laughs) back then in those days. And yeah, I'm just so excited to have you on. You're in Darwin now and um, yeah, life's changed a lot for you since the old Castlemaine days, hey? Yeah. Um, Could you, yeah, tell us a bit about your journey with alcohol and where it started for you. Oh, where it started, well, as you know, in Kasmane, it's, um, you know, you start quite early. There's a lot of country towns, you know, binge drinking is kind of like a generational kind of environmental, yeah, situation. So I was drinking probably from 13 heavily, mm. and that would probably be on most weekends that I could get out and lie to my dad that I was going to someone's house and mm. going to a party and, you know, wiping myself out. So, yeah, started very young, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's just like it's probably the same in anywhere. But a lot of people I speak to from these small country towns, like us, it started really young. I think because the kids were pretty bored. Yeah, you think yeah, that's why. There, yeah, and there's a football culture, and I think that does oh, you know it's, the jocks. That's right, and yes. the drinking with that, and then you're trying to you know just all entwines, and everyone just it's just an environmental you know catastrophe (laughs) really yeah yeah Yeah, it really is Mm. there's a lot of that just trying to fit in and trying to be accepted yeah which is really hard in a small town when you're a kid yeah yeah that's right and yeah and then you've got you know kids from troubled backgrounds and you know who things have been undetected and they're just drinking more to cover those things up and you know and Mm -hmm. yeah it's quite sad and so going on from there I think I um I had pretty heavy drinking right through my young my younger ages um all through my 20s yeah all through my 30s all through my nearly nearly all through my 40s but I know that we mate I know <laughs> but I think my saving grace was having children at 39 and um yeah completely slowing down then breastfeeding for two years for each of my children so I think that was kind of added hopefully added a good 20 years onto my life so yeah yeah um, when you say heavy drinking for you, what did that look like? Um, I was pretty lucky in the sense that I was just socially. I it was every weekend. It was it was really bad. It was just you know I've got situations in my younger years that I'm just you know my 16th birthday party. I was passed out in the yard and can't remember it basically. And that was my 16th and just years of like I look back on it now and just think, my God, how am I still alive? Like, you know, like I put myself in so many bad situations from not having the confidence of just saying no to it and just realising that it was not good for me and absolutely just, you know, it was those vital years that I needed. You know, I I had dyslexia as a child that was undiagnosed. Oh, did you? Yeah. You know, I I struggled through school completely. I didn't um, know that. Yeah. You know, I could barely read and write by the year, year 10. Wow. And yeah. And, um, you know, it just, and it wasn't until I broke my foot when I was, uh, I think I was about 20, after going out and drinking a cask of wine and taking some sleeping tablets or 
to my husband and I don't know what it was something or other and and riding my bike home and my sister's chasing me on her bike saying you're too drunk you can't ride your bike home and I somehow thought she just wanted to fight me (laughs) and I basically she got me off my bike dragged me off my bike and I think I kicked the bike or something and yeah I woke up in the morning and couldn't couldn't walk had my whole leg in a cast basically up to my knee and for six weeks and then it was it was good because I, I just read every classic novel possible and I think I just started realizing I needed to reteach myself you know and it wasn't until you know it's, I know the alcohol abuse in my younger age has not helped me mm. and through life it's actually you know really set me back so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so many of us it's set back for sure yeah do you think right. that having the dyslexia affected your confidence and therefore may have exacerbated the drinking yeah definitely without a doubt yeah yeah mm. so as you got as you got older and went on in through mm. 20s and 30s did the drinking like worsen did the were you starting to have yeah. blackouts and things or? uh yeah like I could tell you numerous stories like please do yeah <laughs> Overshare, Rach. Okay. No, overshare. Um, we love it. <laughs> so, yeah, like I've done everything. Like I've telling my partner, like how on a work Christmas party, everyone thought I'd gone home at some stupid o'clock. You know, it was going all night in, in this restaurant, but I didn't go home. I passed out in the toilets. And so, yeah, the remaining crew who went home didn't realise I was passed out in the toilets and um, locked up. And I basically woke up at 5.30 in the morning on the Chapel, you know, Chapel Street um, restaurant and had to set the alarms off and shimmy over the gate to get out. Oh, my God. Yeah, just from, yeah, waking up and just I had this, the blackout stage will happen even before I've actually blacked out. Like, yeah, I've always not really taken at home alcohol and I've always been a kind of a moderate drinker, but I am can be a binge drinker mm. and and that's where... Yeah, that's where like people say to me now, what you know, can't you just have one or two? And I was like, I just want to, I don't even want to have the argument with myself. Like I'm happy not drinking. I, I don't need it to socialize. I don't want to have that endless argument when you go out saying, oh, should I have one or should I not? Should I? And you, you're stopping your conversations because you're too worried about having a drink. So for me, it's just eliminate that and just, yeah, and just enjoy my night basically without alcohol. So yeah. 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 So I started flight attending actually. So, and then I was getting duty free three times a week. And I think oh that was God. probably when, yeah. And that was when I was bootlegging and duty free alcohol out of my, um, my car to all my friends and then pretty much getting a bottle of Bailey's every time I, I knocked off. And cause I would start at six in the morning, I'd be home by maybe 1030. It was just a quick flight to team East Timor. And so I'd come home and pretty much polish off a uh, bottle of Bailey's. And I think that's when um, I was probably unlucky that job came to an end where the the contract had finished. And Mm. so there was no more of that. So I think if I had gone on that life a little bit more, it could have been really, yeah, I could have gone down the alcohol. Yeah, I know a few flight attendants who have got pretty serious drinking problems Mm. um, for that same thing. Yeah. the shift work thing the duty-free alcohol and I know with us with um, a lot of international travel with Ash's work yeah. and then also when we're living in Bali we had to leave mm. Bali often for a visa run yeah and so same thing just like getting shit loads or every time people would come over get us you know or we'd come back or Ash would leave for gigs and come back 
And we just have so much like getting like grey goose and things like that, thinking we're being a bit classy and just smashing bottles of that left, right and centre. And it was just getting worse and worse and worse. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty common within with that travel thing. Yeah, it's like a holiday. uh, You know, for me it was like holiday meant duty-free and start drinking tea marie's at, <laughs> at 7 a.m as soon as you got to the hotel or something as soon as you got to on holiday you're just drinking and yeah it's pretty it's pretty sad yeah 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 so what's mm. you know leading up to so obviously lots of blackout drinking was happening yeah. when you would drink yeah. and it's interesting what you say and I know I've said this before on the podcast but when you're in that great where you say you know I'm not an alcoholic or I wasn't an alcoholic mm. but I did have this thing where I just couldn't I just couldn't, you know, you can't just do one or two very often. Mm. Yeah. Occasionally you can do one or two, right? But then occasionally then your one or two ends up fuck knows where. Yeah. But um, it's an interesting place to be because you're so long in there thinking, oh, I've got this under control because I'm not an alcoholic because I don't drink mm. every day. That's for somebody else. Yeah, that's right. But it's just as much, well, I wouldn't say just as much of a problem, but it's a massive problem as well when you're drinking to not being able to like, remember anything. And we normalise it for so long, especially if that's been going on through our teen years. We think, oh, that's yeah. just what happens when you drink. Yeah. I think it too start to, for me, to like starting to hang out with some other people that didn't drink like that, that we didn't grow up with in Castlemaine. And, yeah. it, it, you know, getting out of our friendship groups and starting to realise, wow, some people just have one or two, like, mm. you know, but still I'd gravitate towards those people that did drink heaps. So you're not really, I don't know, you feel comfortable you know, yeah. questioning it. When you're in that kind of binge cycle too, you think, well, I'll just learn to moderate it. But you it's very hard. And it's like mm. you say, it's exhausting. It's that mm. constant it takes you away from the present moment, really. Yeah. And like, it yeah. It's like you're constantly um doing setting deals with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then you fuck it up and oh, it's mm. just it's so exhausting. You're right. Yeah. So it's easier just to go, fuck this. I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's that's it. And I think um actually I think it was about 2006, maybe 2007. Ash was playing in um, Shepherd's Bush in UK, in London. I and remember that. Right, yeah, you came. Yeah, yeah, and you invited me along. And I yeah. think, for memory, I was very boring. And I think it was because I wasn't drinking, because it was probably my first stint of shit. I need to give up. Was in London when I was really drunk. And I went to step off the curb and a black taxi was two millimetres from wiping me out. And I thought, I'm not going home in a body bag. Oh, I'm giving up drinking. And so I, I gave up drinking for six months while I was over there. I was just, yeah, it was pretty, um, it shook me up a bit. And yeah. I just remember like going to see Cat Empire and thinking I'm so boring and, you know, relying on alcohol to be social. And I think I remember walking home just thinking, oh, my God. That's so funny because <laughs> that's not what I remember at all. Like I just, I was probably smashed anyway, but yeah. I don't remember you being boring. Oh, good. Or anything yeah. like that. Do you remember yeah. what I was like? Uh, yeah, you were just really, I don't know, really friendly, happy. Yeah. Oh, cool. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so funny. I, I left early, you know, and I remember thinking the guy from Cat Empire was really cute. And if only I had a drink on me, I would probably try to pick him up or something. <laughs> But you know, but just that whole mental, you yeah. know, you can't can't have a good time without a drink. It's not like that anymore, thank God. But yeah, just so that was my first stint of giving up. So I've tried over the years, and yeah. Mm. So how long have you been sober for now? 
Yeah, so two New's Eve 2020, I decided mm-hmm. to slow down mm-hmm. and like it was been my New Year's resolution. And um, yeah, and then we got invited to a friend's uh, New Year's Day breakfast mm-hmm. and I got smashed. <laughs> I spent all night thinking, you know, whatever you do New Year's Eve is how you're going to spend the rest of the year. You know, so I'm not going to drink much. I'm going to be really moderate and just, yeah. So I think I had like two champagnes or something for the whole New Year's Eve. And then, yeah, got to our friend's house, New Year's Day, and they were just pouring me drinks. And it was like, you know, rummy Rach, you know, just she was at it again. (laughs) And my kids were around. I haven't really drank heavily since having children. So I I think I was starting to pick up on a pattern of just, you know, Thursday nights, uh, having a few ciders, you know, Friday night having a few more, Saturday night having a couple more, you know, so it wasn't wasn't out of control, but you know, it was picking up, and yeah, yeah so the news news day, I got really hammered and just had that guilt feeling afterwards, and I thought, no, that's not what I wanted. I don't want my kids to see me like that. And then yeah, on Australia Day 2020, we went and. Went out with some friends who we, they're our drinking friends, our good friends and, you know, big drink, have a good time kind of friends, I should say. We went to a swim-up pool place with cocktails and and um, you had the kids with us and somehow I thought I could manage that and I got so drunk and I had the kids climbing over me and I was pretty much passing out. Luckily I had my partner and everyone else and my, and my you know, our friends, our couple friends and um but then I, yeah, the bouncer had to ask us to leave because I was so drunk. Oh, embarrassing. And yeah, had the kids hanging off me, climbing all over me, and I'm just like passed out in the chair basically. And then we went back to our friend's house and, you know, and, yeah, apparently I, I just passed out. And and then I woke up in the morning and, you know, my girls were in my, my best friend's bed and she looked after them. And my partner was passed out in the lounge room and her her partner was passed out in the lounge room too and so was I and I woke up and my girls were being looked after mm-hmm. and I just thought, what the heck, you know, like if yeah. I wasn't with my partner, like, if you know, things change and, you know, what if I wasn't with my partner and I put my, yeah. my girls in that situation where they weren't looked after and yeah. that kind of shook me up you know, a bit and realised that I wasn't there for them. Yeah. yeah, and then about three days later, I took Juno and Josie for an ice cream, and I asked Juno, "Juno, can I have a bite of your ice cream?" She said, "No, you'll just steal it off me like you did the other night. You just <laughs> took my chocolate muesli bar and you just ate it all in front of me." <laughs> so I shouldn't like, laugh, but yeah, I was drunk eating. I couldn't even remember, but you know, I'd already traumatized this child <laughs> by stealing her muesli bar and eating. <laughs> So, yeah, um, so that was, yeah, one of my biggest things were making sure that I'm there for my children. Like I've been in situations in my life that I haven't had anyone there for me Um, um, and I don't want my girls to go through that. Like, you know, like, I, I, you know, I've I've been, you know, through alcohol, um, I've been drugged, I've been date raped, I've been raped. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I, I definitely don't want that for my girls. I um, you know, I want them to be able to call me up if they're at a party and they they feel uncomfortable, that they can call me and I can come pick them up. And not oh, Sylvia, I've had too many to drink tonight. Can you get a taxi home and putting them at more at risk? You know, and I, I want to give them the option. You know, I think it's been environmental 
environmental and you know generational thing that's been passed down for me and it was being passed down to my my girls that drinking is a given when you get to a you know you get to a certain age and you drink and yeah. I want them to see that there's a choice yeah and you know so yeah yeah. Mm. yeah I totally agree I remember on my 18th birthday waiting outside the Criterion Hotel to open yeah. So we could go and start drinking like, as soon as it opened because I was 18 and think, fuck. Yeah. And I totally agree, Rach. <laughs> like, I want to teach my. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Two girls to really empower themselves with their choices and to know that, like you say, there is another choice, mm. but to always be in control yeah. because it's so terrifying to think of the situations like what you ended up in or mm-hmm. situations yeah. where they're not in control of themselves mm-hmm. and and god forbid like something terrible happens like yeah. that that's right yeah. yeah when that happened to you not making this uh, a reason why or anything like that but were you mm. drunk at the time oh yeah like yeah yeah and I was with people that I thought I could trust and who were like oh you know we're like your you were like your uncles and you know they were like someone who um, I worked with and older and I was was in Bendigo so pretty much I needed somewhere to stay after work and they always had accommodation and it had always been like it always been fine and I had hooked up with her youngest nephew and who'd come up from Melbourne and so there was there was knowledge that I was not interested in them there was knowledge that you know just the only thing I can remember from that night was them saying to me basically you know you're like a you're like a daughter to us you know and um yeah so that's pretty much so you know and then through alcohol and and being spiked yeah and you know luckily for myself that I can't remember any of it um so yeah well that's hard yeah Yeah. definitely it's just something that I don't want my girls to go through and I want them to know even though I'm a um uh, a tired grouchy mum that if they wake me up at three in the morning for a lift home I'm gonna bloody do it <laughs> yeah me too yeah I'm vowing right there yeah. with you yes to always to yeah. always be there but let's hope we can teach our kids to that mm-hmm. yeah like you say there's another choice they don't have to do that and let's hope that we can instill enough confidence in them yeah that they don't feel like they need to do that to be confident or to make yeah. friends or to fit in yeah that's right I think that's the most important I've said this before yeah. on the podcast but you know, talking with a friend who was wanting to teach her daughter to moderate. So by buying her six packs to send her to parties with and stuff, 
And I just thought, no, that is not what we should be teaching our kids. Shouldn't even be drinking at that age anyway, you know. Yeah, I've heard people say to me who are, you know, I think, you know, when you give up alcohol, you get people that kind of take it personally that you've given up. And so, you know, they're like, you're not going to teach your girls anything because it's like, you know, if you don't give them, you know, example, if you don't give them lollies then they're going to be, you know, lolly fanatics, you know, or chocolate fanatics. And it's like, no, I'm giving them an option. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to growl them if they're going to drink, but I want them to know that I'm there to pick them up, that, you know, that they can talk to me if something happens, you know, I want to be present for them. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And when the drinking starts to, when the kids start to see it, I think that's when it really hits home. That's, mm. that's when it hit home for me the hardest. Yeah. You know, I've shared quite a few times about waking up sometimes and not remembering putting the kids to bed or not remembering getting home once when we were in Europe and like mm. thinking exactly the same as you, just put the fear of God into me of like, oh, my God, what if something had have happened yeah. between here and there and I lost them or mm. fuck, like yeah. fuck. And I just, even when I think about it now, my stomach, I feel sick. Yeah. And I just think, thank God. And I'm just so, so glad, Mm. (laughs) so glad, Mm. so grateful every day. Yeah, definitely. So tell me about when, um, about the decision. So obviously, you know, you then went on to decide that's it, no more. Yeah. So pretty much after that, Australia Day 2020. And I hadn't at that stage, it was another stint of giving up for a little while. And I hadn't decided, like I hadn't mentally said it was for life then. So I, I had a friend's party, you know, June 2020. Yeah, I got completely hammered for it. <laughs> it was a good night, but I woke up again feeling, you know, just anxiety about things and, you know, just not really, I, I don't deal with hangovers very well. I, I feel like I'm dying. I feel like I could actually, I feel like a meerkat that I could just fall over <laughs> and die. <laughs> like <laughs> um, they, I suffer really bad hangovers, so I think, yeah, I think it was just knowing that it wasn't working for me and, and just I was losing brain cells. I was losing, you know, confidence. I was internally it wasn't working for me. And then about three weeks later after, so after that night out, I decided, right, this is it. And then about three weeks later I came across your podcast. And, ah, uh, yeah, I know her. Timing. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I made a comment like, "What?" Something on on Instagram, and then you know, realized, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And just you know, listening to them, and just you know, make realizing that I actually I can make this a life choice. This is not just little stints, three month stints. That's a life choice. It doesn't work for me. I've heard you on your podcast. If a friend was treating you this way, would you put up with them? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And yeah, so I think, yeah, I've learned a lot and it was, it was really nice in that transition to, you know, have it on a Sunday morning, kind of wake up my pods in and listen to your podcast while, you know, my partner's suffering with a hangover next to me. You feel smug. <laughs> but I can get up and I can play with my, my four-year-old and my six-year-old, you know, so that's, yeah, yeah it's been good. beautiful. Or I could yeah. drive home from that night out and just be there for them, so. Yeah. yeah. Amazing, Rach. Yeah. So how did you go about it? Like, so you've made the decision then. So then you've, you've come out and decided, right, this is a life choice now. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think just looking, I think looking at alcohol it's, is the issue. It's not you. It's not let people have their problems with you not drinking. 
and not oversharing to everyone. I think that's been a really just, mm. just not, you know, at the start I was telling everyone and then I was just like, actually, I don't need to. I don't need to bring this up as a conversational starter. I don't need to do it. And I got some little tips from your podcast. And I think, I think one guy was mentioned about how he wasn't drinking for 20 years and people didn't realise that he hadn't drank and how we children, we get taught to go to parties without alcohol. But then we can't do parties without alcohol when we're older. And it's like, why? Like, yeah. why can't we be those children? Why can't, why do we need something to bring that out in us? And, you know, I already had that, like, you know, I already had that in me. I'm already, I'm an oversharer. I, I can be loud if I want to. Um, mm. I, can, I, pu- I can pull it all out if I need to. So I don't need alcohol. So, yeah. And so I think the best reminder for myself is just, sometimes when you're in a group of people and everyone's drinking and you think oh you know it'd be nice to have a drink and if I think that way then I'm thinking well I'm, I need to amp it up I'm bored you know if I'm bored then I need to amp it up so then I I then I actually become the one at the table who's kind of you know ah, you know getting <laughs> instead of the boys hanging out with the boy you know the men hanging out with the men and the the girls you know I'm, I'm the one at the table just calling it as it is and bringing people together and you know, and I don't need alcohol for that. So yeah. Yeah, so you're still bringing the joy. You're still tapping into yeah. your joy yeah. in a much more authentic way. Yeah. yeah. And having better dances. And I hate seeing the drunk shuffle on dance floors. <laughs> <laughs> There's Granny Rach on the dance floor cracking the moves. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like, and I look, look at people and they've just got this drunk sway and they're just not feeling it. They're not That's dancing not- right. God damn it. <laughs> Everyone should get sober yeah. so we can all dance properly. Yeah, that's it. More <laughs> sober nightclubs. Oh, yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Yes. Yeah. So did you get triggered very often? Did you feel like drinking often? I think every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. I, you go, it doesn't last. It's like, you know, I gave up cigarettes in, when I was 25 and, you know, you just you had these fleeting moments of you can't stop thinking about cigarettes but you just got to realise it passes, you know, like. Mm. I think my dad said to all of us kids, he, he doesn't remember it. Uh, he's, he reckons it's a false memory. But <laughs> recently my other sister said, oh, he said that to me too. So, yeah, um, that he basically told us at, at early, no, our granddad who we never met was an alcoholic and he, um, he took off from his family and moved to Brisbane or Queensland or something like in probably in the 70s or something, and he died of alcoholism. And he said, so he'd always said to us, it's in the family, um, addictions are in the family, just be careful. So, um, yeah, so it's nice having that in the back of my mind. So every little addiction that I could possibly get, I know I have to, like, smother it quickly. So, yeah, even though I didn't think of my alcohol abuse as younger age as an addiction, um, yeah, it's, you know, I've always had in the back of my mind just to make sure to do you know, to smother it before it's a problem so yeah my recent one is uh, dark chocolate i'm on too <laughs> uh, I'm up to 95 percent these days yeah yeah i was doing that but then i'm like oh my god that's saturated fat so not good for us <laughs> yeah it's not a bad advice it. to have yeah. um it's amazing rachel well done and so mm. you know how's life changed for you like how do you feel about yourself and life in general yeah i think um yeah I I often see your beautiful post of walking on beaches at five in the morning (laughs) 
and I think I'm so not there (laughs) (laughs) I'm still struggling and waking up and you know just um yeah like but I'm, I'm still, you know, like the kids are still waking me up at night time. So I'm, you know, I'm still slightly sleep deprived and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I think um, health is a ongoing journey and I just feel so much better for myself not to, not to have the alcohol in my life. But I think if I haven't added years to my life, but I've added the good remaining years of my life that I'm not, um, you know, I was thinking the other day, like, 30 years, oh, I don't know how long, 30 years of drinking alcohol, you know, you get into a brain pattern of how to think. And like I, you know, went out the other night and then I was walking in the backyard and my brain started thinking, oh, what embarrassing things did I say? Oh, how did, you know, it's just the anxiety. And I was thinking, no, I've got nothing to be ashamed of. That's yeah. just years of your brain and the patterns that you created. And yeah. it's not there anymore. And yeah. just to, you know, realize that and, and, take it out of my life that negativity that you know puts over you and yeah Yeah. and kind of rebuild so everything's rebuilding house is always my main objective yeah yeah yeah. Mm. I agree I think so many years you think decades of waking Mm. up saying you fucking idiot or what the fuck have you done now or you know or that used to be the first thing coming to my mind would be I'd wake up and go you fucking idiot like and now I think wow I said that to myself so many times for so many yeah. decades yeah. and now I wake up in the morning and I literally smile and I'm like yes today's going to be an awesome day <laughs> I say it to myself every single morning yeah at the start I used to wake up and just like I have that initial wake up of like <gasps> like so I'd done something yeah. wrong but I realized yeah. oh wow I haven't no. I'm fine I'm good I'm good to go yeah. yes yeah. today's gonna be a good day it took a while you know yeah. to get myself out of that <gasps> state when I woke up and that's mm. really sad like yeah and it's just there like sometimes you don't even hear it like you know and I really pulled myself up the other day I was like no like there's nothing to be ashamed of yeah know? I am awesome <laughs> yes 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 so much yes to that <laughs> I love that. And yeah. you are awesome. We are awesome. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. It's it's really sad, that state. And just like we're coaching people all the time mm. when they say to me, but alcohol's my friend. Mm. And the same thing. It's like, but how are you waking up afterwards? Mm. Oh, I'm full of anxiety and regret and this mm. and that. And don't I hate myself and blah, 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 blah. There's mm. probably a list of 15 things that how they're feeling the next day. Yeah. It's like, really? Is that really your friend? Is that yeah. actually making, mm. you know, look how it's making you feel? We give and us too much credit. We the whole too much know, credit, too yeah. much, and it's just you know like yeah, just it's just so toxic on our community and, and that. So it's such a shame that you know it's just so in, in you know what's the word ingrained in our ingrained. life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice to change it. Like you know Halloween coming up and take my girls on Halloween trick-or-treating and just you know I know I'm going to see every single parent on the street with alcohol in their hands and I think you assholes (laughs) no actually I'm not being judgmental I don't think about them as that I think alcohol is the asshole yeah yeah totally yeah it just just gets people in the more that we're I think the more that we're out there and just doing our thing and having a good time people start to realize I could probably do that too Mm. and you know just like you said listening to the podcast mm. you realize wow I could put it. and then someone's going to listen to your story yeah today two two friends who have come my way I'm so happy isn't it cool it's like yeah. this cult we're starting this yeah. cult like come on over <laughs> <laughs> come on over 
come over to the bright side. There's <laughs> some the that side. are so resistant. I've just got to mention the word non-alcoholic and they think I'm trying to get them into my cult. <laughs> <laughs> Such a settle cult. down. I'm not, I'm not recruiting you. <laughs> not yeah. Ev- um, yeah, I get a little evangelistic at times, but mostly, yeah, yeah I, I get it and I get where people are at and, I, you know, mm. just hope that it's not affecting them too badly and hope that they can let it go at some point if yeah. it's if it has become an issue for them you know safety is a big thing like we were saying earlier mm. I think that's a really important thing to think about um, particularly as women and men like terrible things happen to men as well yeah that's when right. they're wasted yeah. getting to that point where you're wasted and you don't know what's going on or you don't know what's being put into your drink I mean mm. you don't even have to be wasted for that to happen either yeah, but that's right. just being able to yeah be in control of your own person is mm. so important and that feeling of waking up when you can't remember what you've done, yeah. fuck, it's horrifying. Oh, yeah. I was just so yeah. glad never to have that again as long as I live. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's something that sticks with you forever, hey, just trying to piece things together. And you know it's never going to come. And, you know, there's, yeah, so well, hopefully that, you know, that people just realise it's, it's not them and it's alcohol and if they really, you know, need to make changes that, you know, they can just stick with it, just do it. Just it's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to my family as well. You know, yeah. I, I'm a bit feisty when I drink. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful, Rach. If yeah. you could go back in time, go back to Castlemaine, mm. you know, back to 13 year old Rach, what would mm. you say to her? Um, I think I would tell her that my dad isn't that bad. That he only meant well like you know he was so strict and I, I I now think thank you for being strict it stopped me from hanging out with I've had 13 year old friends who were hanging out with 20 year olds and drinking with them and you know just but I had a limit because my dad was so strict even though I would sneak out and do things that he wouldn't know about but I would still cap it so I would just say to myself your dad's not that strict he's okay he's doing it for your benefit stay home, read a book, <laughs> just, yeah, educate myself and not have FOMO because your friends are going out getting smashed. Think about the end picture and, um, yeah, just realise that my dad was actually there for me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mm. beautiful. Yeah. That's gorgeous, Rach. Thank you. Thanks for coming Thanks. on and sharing your story. Thank you, Danny. Thank you for inviting me. And yeah. It's great to, great to have you over in the cult. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm thinking of building my own little um AF group here in Darwin. I think yeah, yes. I think I, I look on Facebook and there's nothing here for it, you know, I don't know, but you know, just You should. I've yeah. got people in my challenges um from Darwin that would probably yeah. love to join something like that. Yeah. It's just, you know, just realizing that you've got people that you've got people there for you. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. So if anyone wanted to reach out and contact you, would that be through your photography page or? Yeah. So my photography business here in Darwin, it's um, uh, Photos by Rach. So I'm on Instagram um, and Facebook as well. So yeah. is that just at Photos by Rach? Yeah. Um, yeah. So a photos, photos by Rach at outlook.com. So, and oh, it's photos by Rach underscore Darwin for Instagram. So gorgeous yeah. yeah and they're beautiful photos oh my god I love looking at your photos like, oh, thank you yeah, yeah they're so beautiful thanks I've got some good stuff coming up soon so yeah oh, exciting 
thank you so much Rach thank you it was just great to chat with you and um, speak to you soon thank you see you Danny bye 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 Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.